Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. We all want to be happy in our relationships. Today, I want to explore one of the reasons people put up with less than happy. And to do that, we're going to talk about Effie. Now, who is Effie, you might be asking? Well, Effie and Manuel are my nobody couple. They're everybody and nobody. They're a generic made-up composite of everybody that I know. Let's talk about Effie for a moment. I asked Effie to rate her relationship satisfaction. Like, how happy is she really on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 was like ecstatic, super-duper happy? She gave me a 3, and yet she was okay with being a 3. She wasn't really doing anything about it. But I knew she was seeing me for a reason. Now, I am a couples therapist, and I know that part of her was not okay was being a 3. She knew that there was something more out there and she did want to do something different, to do something about it. But she didn't know how and it felt really scary. And as we talked, Effie was telling me that she knew she was on a good thing. She also knew that her partner was really trying. She could see lots and lots of evidence of how much effort her partner was putting in. The beds were being made, the dishes were being cleaned. She'd even get a peck on the cheek every now and again. And she gave me lots of examples of his trying. He helps, she said. With lunches, with the washing, he pays all the bills, and I know he works hard. But was it enough? No, she still wasn't happy. And if you're not happy, then you need to do something about that. You can't just stuff this feeling down. So I want to talk to you about a transactional relationship. Now, that's how a lot of people operate, with transactions in their relationship. But often we want more. We long for something more, some deeper bonding and togetherness, not just the transactional variety. So what is this transactional relationship? Well, it's really kind of the way business operates. You give me something, I give you something in return. It's kind of an unwritten rule about how people kind of get their life together and get things happening. And in these transactions, people can really operate beautifully and get the show on the road. They can have a functioning household. And there's an unwritten rule about how they split the chores and the transactions are necessary, of course, to keep the show on the road. It's a family. It's a house. There's stuff to be done. There's ordinary activities of daily living, and we've just got to keep doing them. 
People can function well at that level. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Things get done. But does that mean the relationship is okay? Often it's not. And that's what I want to talk to you about, that little voice inside of you that kind of goes, maybe there's more. Maybe this is not enough for us to be living like housemates who get along and get stuff done. What is this relationship happiness thing? Often one person or even both people can feel hurt or rejected or abandoned. And sometimes they don't even know what to do about it because it's so hard to pinpoint exactly what this thing is when you can actually see the evidence that your partner is trying so hard to make it all right. But at a deeper level, it's just a transactional relationship. We're meant for more than that, some deeper bonding and connection. So it's not just about I give you this and you give me that in return. I mean, that's okay for business and that's how the world works, isn't it? I give you money, you give me the goods and services. I give you a service like cleaning your house or babysitting or something and you might give me money in return and that's okay. That's transactional behaviour. We do things and we get things in return. But in a relationship, it's a bit more than that. It's more than just functioning, more than just transactions. It's fulfillment. We want fulfilling relationships. Why not? You deserve it. So before we go any further, I'm going to ask you to have a look how we get into that state of transactional relationships. And I've got some views on this. I think one of the first reasons that people get into transactional relationships is fear. You know that old bugger, that fear response? Well, yeah, here it is again. People can be afraid to talk about what's not working for them. They can be afraid to bring up the difficult things for their partner. And Effie was just one of those people. She was paralyzed with the fear and the thought that, well, maybe if she kind of says that she doesn't she does she wants more, maybe he would feel unappreciated or maybe he would leave. She was having dreams about that and she had an upset stomach even because she was so worried and got herself into quieter tears about the fact that if she voiced it, then he would just leave. Effie wasn't happy. She was actually miserable. And she noticed that she didn't really want to go towards the conflict and she thought that if she brought it up, there would be conflict. And so for Effie, She's spent a lot of time giving herself justifications for why she wouldn't have the scary conversation or it was scary to her, and she wouldn't talk about what she wanted that was more than just the transactions. And so, of course, it lived inside of her, and of course, she was unhappy, and of course, the relationship didn't change. If you're not going to talk and raise those issues with your partner, then nothing's going to change. Of course, you have to have the skills for navigating those difficult conversations. But that takes me to point number two. For some people, what gets in the way is the belief. What belief, you're probably asking? Well, it's the belief that relationships don't need that much work or it shouldn't be this hard is what I hear people saying. A belief that relationships that are good just kind of happen. Really? Do you believe that? Well, 
everything changes in life, not only in nature, but within ourselves. I mean, externally, we can see lots of change in nature, of course, in the trees and in the plants and in the growth, but internally you're changing as well. So why shouldn't your relationship change? And if your relationship changes, doesn't that mean that you might need to update your knowledge of what's going on with between you, within you, and with your partner? Well, if you believe relationships don't need work, then you're not going to communicate. I'm here to tell you that all relationships need work. It's an ongoing evolution because we all change and you need to update your knowledge about your partner, about yourself, and about just what's happening between you. Oh, and by the way, there's no such thing as a conflict-free relationship. Arguments and conflict are inevitable. What's important is what you do with the arguments and the conflict. That determines the success or failure of your relationship. It's how you manage the conflict because it can actually really bind you if you have the skills to manage conflict well. So not only are people afraid to have the conversation, and some people have a belief that relationships shouldn't need work, they should just happen, but then the third point is that we get into this trance of busyness, or should I call it forgetfulness? Like we just get busy in life. Life gets in the way. And all of a sudden, the relationship's not a priority because there's 15 other things ahead of the relationship. Sometimes people don't even make time to have conversations. They're caught up in life. And when they sit down to try and articulate what the hell's going on, well, they've got a bit of a blender brain because it's all mushed up together and they can't put words to what's going on inside. Life's busy. The mental filing cabinet is full. Busy life, busy children, busy relationships, busy friendships, busy work, busy chores, busy with finances. Busy, busy, busy. That trance of busyness rips you apart. If you don't make time for each other and clear out some of that business and carve out time for each other, then it means the relationship's not a priority. And what happens when the relationship's not a priority? You're going to become dissatisfied. I mean, who wants to be a low priority? And when you feel that way and your partner feels that way, especially if there's fear and the belief as well, then we're just going to get more and more distant. So, you know, it's time to have a look at all the chores that you're doing. And, you know, I know the kids have to be picked up and work has to happen and the finances have to be attended to and dinner has to be cooked and the washing and all of that. And if you're one of those persons that does all of that, and then you say to me, yeah, of course, we have time together. We do it after all of that. And we give each other the last five or 10 minutes before we go to bed when we're ready to veg out, when we're really exhausted and we can't show up as our best selves. If that's you, I'm going to say, well, maybe that's not good enough. Maybe you should be carving out time every week, a special time that's your time. That's just for the two of you to have a conversation. 
and to be able to really connect and articulate and to talk and to step out of that trance of busyness. It's so easy in our world. We're pulled in multiple directions. But if you bring a little bit of mindful awareness and show up and look at what is happening, then there is a way of kind of noticing how little time you give to each other. Noticing and acknowledging that you want more is the first step. All right, so what are you going to do here? Let me take you through three steps. So, so far, we've talked about what gets in the way. We've talked about the transactional relationship. We've talked about how we get there with fear of the communication and the difficult conversations, with the belief that relationships aren't meant to be this hard, and if they are this hard, then it means there's a problem. And thirdly, with the trance of busyness, which keeps us stuck in a pattern that we can't step out of. But now let's talk about what you can do about this. And I've already touched on it a little bit. It's this thing called mindful awareness. Oh, yes, it comes into everything. And it may seem like such a simple concept to be able to just stop and become aware of what's going on, but it really is important. It is actually the way to get out of the trance of busyness. If you just stop and pause and go, how much time do I make for my partner? What is going on inside of me? How are we relating and how is that working for me or not working for me? What do I really want? So all those questions are really useful questions for you to be able to kind of get deeper within yourself and understand what's going on. But it's only by pausing and taking note and taking stock that you're going to get there. If you're caught up in the trance of busyness, there will be no time for you to connect with yourself in that deep way. So the first step is to really bring some awareness to the transactional way that the two of you are relating. Notice the transactions. Just make a mental note. And then when you start to talk, you'll have an idea. You can formulate why you're unhappy because of the things that are not present in your relationship. The second thing I want you to do is communicate with your partner. Yeah, that's right. I want you to have a conversation. And you're going to say to me, well, what do we talk about? Well, I want you to talk about how you communicate. That should be the very first thing to talk about. Why? Because if you're not talking at a deep level and all your conversation is transactional or if there's things within you that you're too afraid to raise, then carving out time to stop and pause and agreeing to have a conversation about how you communicate might just be the opening that you need so that you can go deeper. Yeah, I am asking you to talk about talking. It can make a lot of difference and it can take different forms. It can be a really formal, let's sit down as a team here and discuss how to create an effective conversation between us, or it could be something more casual, like a morning conversation over coffee before you both head off to work. If your communication and the depth in your relationship has started to break down and, you know, that does happen. A structured talk about talking is going to be the thing that allows you to open up some dialogue to reach each other. And then you can ask about the things that are working 
or the things that you want and actually even discover from them what's working and what's not working. How about that? You get to discover what's happening for the other person as well. That's what a conversation is, the two of you in dialogue. But before you just jump in and just do that tomorrow, I'm going to suggest that you request a specific time to have this conversation. Set aside time because it seems to be an important one and you really want to give it the time and the space and and the respect that it deserves. Of course, you can have the short conversations over the morning breakfast as well, but for this important conversation, carve out the time. If your partner's not willing to do that, then perhaps that's already diagnostic and that's a concern for you because your happiness is at stake here. It does need the two of you to be working on things together. But start with the request for the conversation and start talking about how you communicate. What's working? What's not working? What's, what do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? Less of? And that's going to help you to understand each other more. So, so far we've said you need to pause with mindful awareness and notice the transactions and notice what's missing, what you're really wanting and craving. Is it more about the touch or the peck on the cheek or is it something else? Then I've said you need to communicate on how you communicate, so that's the conversation you're going to have. And now I want you to know that there's a recognition. I want you to kind of realise that relationships change and evolve and they actually progress through some set stages. And so really kind of understanding what stage you're in is going to be useful for you. Now, I have talked about this in a different episode and the link will be in the show notes. However, if you're thinking that your relationship should be the way it was when you first met, that's kind of a myth because in that very first phase, that falling in love phase, it's a chemically infused phase. And it doesn't really last, not at that high intensity. That doesn't mean misery takes over, but it just means that that heightened intensity of falling in love is not something that hangs around forever in a relationship. We get a deeper sort of bonding, a more mature kind of love evolves. But to get clearer about that, listen to the episode on the relationship stages. And that is episode five. But for now, I want a recognition that your relationship will change. It has to change. It's the normal progress of life and evolution. So maybe you can sit down and take note of what has changed. What was there and isn't there? What do you want more of? What is it that would fuel you to be more loving, that really fills your cup, that makes you feel like you're important and special? And, of course, in any conversation, you're going to be asking your partner about those same things. But the recognition that the relationship has changed and evolved, noticing what stage you're in and recognising that conflict is part of a healthy relationship, it's part of the growth of a relationship, especially when you know how to navigate it properly so that you can get closer to each other, that's really a beautiful thing. So a recognition that relationship change and evolve. All right. So what are you going to do here? Well, I'm going to get ask you to do a few things as kind of a piece of your own own homework, if you like. I want you to notice your satisfaction level and 
be able to make space for yourself to kind of go, what is working and what is not working here? I want you to notice the transactional part of your relationship and what's deeper, what's underneath it, what more do you want, your own desire for more. And then start with a conversation about how you're communicating. It's the only way to really reach your partner and get deeper. Yes, you're right. Relationships shouldn't be that hard, but they do require work and the the work is ongoing. So if you want your relationship to stay healthy, then really deep inside of you, you've got to commit to doing the work of relationship growth. All right, that's it from me now. So I've given you a ton of information. We've talked about transactional relationships and how people end up just being flatmates instead of having that deeper bond. We've talked about how people get into the transactional relationships by not having those deep conversations because fear takes over. We've also talked about the belief that relationships don't need work and that stops you from going towards conflict and it's allows you to evaluate your relationships as not being so good when in actual fact they all do need work. And we've also talked about the trance of busyness, the fact that couples don't make time for each other. And then we moved on to what you can do about it. Mindful awareness will help you, noticing your satisfaction level, noticing the transactional stands in the relationship, and then committing to communication and how you communicate with a recognition that relationships do change and evolve and they go through some set phases. So I hope you've got something to take away from this episode and I will talk to you again next time. Take good care now. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like or a share or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this. Take good care now.